Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. Hey, good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. I have Jean Adrian with me. It uh, It's funny because I... I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you, and, and it hasn't been that long. And I'm so excited <laughs> to, to, to talk about it because we had a fabulous trip, and uh, it was it was just a lot of fun, and uh, it was great getting to to know you from a different perspective because it's uh, it's you know it's funny you do shows for so long, and you you know you get a good sense of the person, but you know when you're in person, and then you you know you spend basically 13 days together, it's it's a whole whole different energy, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we're still friends. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so see, people, it can be done. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was it was a good time, though. I really enjoyed myself. It was uh, it, different than, you know, other trips I've taken, but yay, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if... Uh, well, I can't speak for you, but for me, uh, being out over the ocean, um, as you well know, man, I did a lot of really powerful, positive emotional processing. Yeah. I was going back through my journal uh, yesterday, I guess, or yesterday morning, and um, looking at some of the stuff that I wrote about the stuff you know, that I was able to get in touch with emotionally, old emotional wounds, and acknowledge them and let them go. Hmm. Yeah, we yeah, you were definitely doing a lot of work and we had sort of started a new program, so that's exciting too. I've been I've been listening to the sleep part of it. It's um I mean, you're supposed to do it for like 28 days straight or 28 to like 100 so that you change your pattern. It's it's I don't know. I I think it's it's very interesting for sure. I I know unconsciously that things have been happening. Um, because I'm, I'm definitely eating differently now. I'm slowing everything down. Like everything's been slowed down. So it's, it's really interesting. So that I'm much more aware, regardless of what I'm doing, at least while I'm by myself anyway. <laughs> we'll see when other people are around if I can still do the same thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm really slowing everything down. There was one thing in the book that it said, you know, make every meal last 20 minutes. I can now take two pieces of bread and make it last 20 minutes. It's really weird. Yeah, so. me too. Now, I will say, though, however, that um, this weekend, you know, I was, I, I took a, a shamanic, uh, a Celtic, sh- a class in Celtic sh- shamanism. It's easy for me to talk. <laughs> and um, so a lot of that went out the window, except for the mindful eating part. Because, you know, when you're running a lot of energy, you tend to gravitate towards chocolate. Yes. And um, so I was aware of what I was doing as I was eating chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Um, But I put back on some weight this morning when I got on the scales because I ate probably one, two, three, four, five, six. I think I ate eight chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) When you said to me me in the car that... um, 
you were going up there and, and you know, that this, this person is known for their cookies and you said, but I'm going to, I'm not going to have them. I just giggled because I knew that that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was because of the way you said they're, you know, always really good cookies. I'm like, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. I mean, it's hard to yeah. resist something like that. But, you know, the, the good thing about the, what they're saying is that it doesn't, it's not meant to change everything in that immediately, not everything. Right. And that the sugar part, you know, she basically said, go without sugar for, I think she said 21 days and mm -hmm. then gradually bring it back into your body and you'll realize that you don't want it as much. Right. So it's not that you'll never want it. We like chocolate. We're still mm -hmm. going to want chocolate, but we may not want as much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm now, you know, I'm, I'm home. I'm home for a while. <laughs> um, and I can get back into my regular schedule and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, I think easier now to follow the protocol because I mean, even, you know, at the meals, um, you know, I did, I, le I left food on the table. Um, I stopped you know, partway through the meal, I would just get that little signal and I was done. Right. And I would push back and I would, what I started doing is I've started putting my napkin on top of the plate where I can't even see the food mm. so that even though the people that I'm with might not be done eating, I'm not tempted to pick at it right. once I'm done. Right. So yeah. it's, it's been a big shift, but I have, I still have to sit down and create my playlist in iTunes so that I can listen to that thing in my sleep. Right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. And like I was trying to look up, you know, how so if people want more information now, Gene, you did an interview with them and they can find out more about what we're talking about if tell them how to get to that show. Yeah, if you go to uh my page on healthylife.net and and find Gene Adrian or if you just go to geneadrian.com to the uh radio show tab I haven't downloaded the archive and put it on my archive page yet, but if you go to the radio show tab under live shows, it will give you the hyperlink that you can click through to my page, and it's archived at healthylife.net. Right. And it's about Sleep Your Fat Away is the title of it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So that was that was an interesting part to the whole thing and uh, learning to, you know, learning just different different behaviors and and I think you know the gastric band I don't know if it's working yet or not but um, certainly it's changing my habits which is what they want that's the right whole point and that's why they want you to listen to well there's a day thing you're supposed to listen to at least once every day and then the night thing you're supposed to put it on you're supposed to put it on to like a low whisper so that you're conscious so you can't consciously hear it but your unconscious can so, I mean, that's been interesting because it's like, is it, do I really hear it? Like, how do I know if I'm really hearing it? But that's my, <laughs> head, that's my head wanting to get into the picture, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that's been interesting. Now, you went on this very cool workshop this weekend, all on Celtic shamanism. And I think that has brought in some new and interesting, um, information for you. I, I like the bit about the cross that you were talking to me about. Now, I'm yeah. just going to give from the mystery school perspective what they say about the cross. The Celtic cross, which is an equal armed cross, um, 
is this power of symbol or is a symbol yeah, of power. And it does not take your power away. The cross that we have learned to know, um, the one where it, especially the 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 Catholic one that you do on your body and the the one that's known as the crucifix or whatever where the two where it's it's the one is much higher than it's supposed to be to make right. it even. Um, that is actually reversed the energy apparently from the mystery school and is is doing what you're saying and maybe a little bit more negative. The only reason why it's still got a lot of power in it is because there's so many that pray to it. Right. Right. But there is, it has a negative, um, a negative energy, like it, the power symbol is no longer there in, in the Celtic way that it was meant to be. It's, um, it has cut. Um, and, you know, when we do it on our body, as the Catholic do, you know, it's, it cuts your vitality. Well, it's right at your heart. Yeah. Right? So it's cutting off your heart from your head. <laughs> it's not bringing it down into your body. It's, it's, it's interesting. And again, the only reason why it has so much power still is because so many people pray to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that I found, um, he, he talks about, you know, that when the, when there's one hanging on the wall in a room or in a home, it cuts the energy of the home. And, um, my daughter, um, has an entire wall, which is decorated with, I think, 17 or 18 different crucifixes. Well, guess where that wall is? It it's on the back of the baby's room. Oh. And which is opposite on the opposite side of the house from my daughter. So energetically there is a split between the child and her mother. And um it's also because it's on the back of her room, this baby's been sick ever since they moved into this house. And, you know, it's the blame has been because she got put into daycare. Right. But, um, so, um, I asked if I had permission to neutralize the energy of those crucifixes. Um, and, and I did not get that permission from my daughter because I can't ask her. Right. Um, but, uh, I did connect with the higher self of my granddaughter and she gave me permission yeah. to neutralize them as they affect her. Right. So I did do that. Right. And hopefully now she won't, you know, she won't have as many health issues. Right. Well, it's been nothing serious. I don't want the listeners to think, you know, that she's got serious health issues, but it's been, you know, nagging colds and, um, stomach upsets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 as I said, I mean, there's still a lot of power in the crucifix and that and that cross, just because so many people pray to it. I mean, it's kind of like the Ganja River, which, you know, is apparently to look at disgusting, yet it has so much power in it still because there's so many people that pray to it. Right. So, I mean, it's not like we're not saying that it's it's you know. <laughs> as bad as it could sound because there's a lot of people that pray to it but it's just you know things to be aware of that you could change right? yes right 
I mean, you know, they're, they're one of the things, I guess, if I have to take my, I haven't processed this class to the point that I can tell you everything that I learned, but one of the important things that I'm taking away from this class is an enlarged perspective about how, A, how connected all of us are to each other, B, how connected we are to our environment, and C, how connected we are to unseen things that can have the, that have the possibility of affecting us either in a positive or a negative way. Right. You know, and I think awareness is your first step towards um, making shifts in your life. Definitely. Yep, definitely. Um, why don't we go to break now? Because I have a feeling when we get into the next part of this discussion, we are going to talk about it for a long time. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, you are listening to News for the Heart. We are getting to the heart of what matters. Um, I guess we could also talk before we uh, end about this, m the fact that next month we have the bad M word coming up, but, um, oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there are a few things that are happening astrologically, although we could probably talk about that on our first show back, which will be, when will that be? Oh yeah, it's the fourth. So I think we're good. We don't have to talk about it this show. All right. So you are listening to news for the heart. We will be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Lori Houston and I have a great show on bmajor.org called news for the heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685, and I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's News for the Heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. 
And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. I have Jean Adrian with me. Jean is usually with me every two, well, first and the third uh, Monday of the month. Um, But this past, the first one, which was the sixth, we were away on vacation, so we did not do a show. Um, But we will get back to our regular schedule um, starting in May. So we will have two shows on the 4th and the 18th. Um, we will have our live show um, on the 7th. Is it the 7th? Yes. Because yeah, 7th, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we'll have our live show on the 7th. Um, so be sure to check out that uh, that show that Jean was talking about earlier so that you can find out all the information about it. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit from what your workshop you came up. You wanted to talk about death and dying, and now... Um, We've kind of gone through a lot of that energy when Saturn was in Scorpio. And I do know that it's going to be going back into Scorpio. Hmm. Actually, I, I think it's in the summer. It's not too long away so right. that we'll experience that. But you took it on from a shaman's perspective. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your perspective is on that and how you, what you wanted to discuss. So let's, let's go with that. Well, I guess the first piece of it is that, uh, again, another huge wave of people are leaving. Right. So there are a lot of people who are potentially listening to this show who are dealing with folks around them dying. Right. Um, and so from that standpoint, perhaps some of the information I learned this weekend might be important. Um, but, uh, also, it's a metaphorical thing, you know, of, of each of us dying to the aspects of ourselves that no longer serve us. Hmm. So, um, from the shaman's perspective, the soul knows um, probably a moon cycle before death, the soul will start to prepare herself for the journey home. Uh, you know, and, and, um, especially in the case of like a terminally, terminally ill person, the soul begins to withdraw slowly from that time forward away from the earth. And because we're created from the elements, the elements leave the body in the, uh, in the order that they entered at birth. So at birth, our elements bond with us and connect with the soul and, at death, they disconnect. So the first thing that happens is the physical body starts to dissolve. And then, and so that's the earth leaving, the earth element leaving. And then the second thing that happens is fire starts to leave. So, you know, the body begins to cool and, and heat leaves the body and passion for life leaves the body. The voice begins to leave the body. And then the fourth or the third part of it is water, the emotional body. And the water in the body begins to dry up. The eyes start to dry out. The mouth and the nose um, aren't as moist as they were before. Um, Their sense of smell disappears and things like that. Um, And uh, and then the final piece is the air, you know, the, uh, the last breath. And... Um, in the Celtic tradition, and I, you know, I've never been, I've never observed at the bedside while a person died, 
But in the Celtic tradition, you know, that for a while as air begins to leave the body, um, the breathing becomes erratic. But at the point of dying, the person will often take three deep breaths and then after the third, a long exhale, and then the soul leaves the body. Um, and, and one of the things that we talked about this weekend is that generally people aren't afraid of death, but they're more afraid of how they're going to die. Will I be in pain? Is it going to hurt? Am I going to be alone? Am I going to go to hell? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and so... Um, we talked a lot about conscious support for um, a person's dying experience. I mean, it's our job to make the dying experience as easy for a person who is transitioning as we try to make the birth experience, you know, so, um, you know, reducing um, one of the things that he, he taught us was that, um, that a dying person is hypersensitive. Their, their sense of touch is, is, um, is activated, hyper, um, their sense of hearing, smell, taste. And so, um, his suggestion was that if you're supporting someone who's dying, that the lights be dimmed at all times and if possible to use a violet light in the room. Um, cause that brings in the violet flame, but it also, it's very soothing and gentle. Um, and to not have any um, uh, scents, you know, scented candles or incense or the people that are around wearing a lot of perfume, that kind of thing right. um, can be uncomfortable. Um, and to not touch them unless they reach for you and ask to be touched. So, you know, a lot of times when we're attending a person who's, you know, in hospice or something like that, we, we want to like, touch them and, and rub them and hold their hand. But he said, you know, that could be very painful to them. Mm. And it could also stop the process. Because what we want to do is support the dying person in that process of transitioning into the next world, the next the next um, dimension. Um, and then once the transition takes place, um, he said that, you know, the soul isn't actually fully disconnected from the body potentially for three days. So um, things like autopsies and such as that um, can be very detrimental if done before the soul's fully disconnected. Hmm. You know, that to, to not, you know, to, to respect that and to not do autopsies and embalming and, and things like that that would involve the body until the soul is fully is fully disconnected. Now, so I thought that was kind of interesting information that I was completely unaware of. Right. But huh. then, you know, um, from the metaphorical standpoint, um, the the pieces of ourselves that we're ready to let go of, we can do that with the honoring of the elements as well. Okay. You know, from a very Celtic standpoint, we didn't talk about this in class. This is, you know, this is coming from out of the mouth of Jean Adrian. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I think that we should look at, you know, the things that need to be released and that they might all have a component of air, earth, fire and water. You know, the mental aspect of it, 
we need to become aware of it in the mental part of ourselves. There would always be an emotional aspect to things that we've been holding on to. Um, there might be a passion aspect of it, a fire aspect. And there might even be uh, an earth aspect, a grounded aspect, or a physical aspect. Hmm. And to look at all of those things um, in the process of, of doing our spring cleaning. Interesting. You know, to, to make sure that, you know, that we do uh, disconnect from the stuff that we want to disconnect from and do it completely and not just partially. Um, you know, and I guess a piece of that that I was sharing with you before you we went on the air is, you know, I've been um, working with something of myself, a physical thing of myself self that I've been wanting to heal for a long time, which has to do with uh, uh, my right knee not working properly, um, being stiff and, and locking up and being weak and things like that. And there's nothing physically wrong with my knee, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit, but nothing, there's nothing seriously wrong with my knee. Um, so I've known that it had to do with, uh, either emotional bodily, body or mental body or spiritual body. Um, and so I've tried to do session work and get clearings and healings from so many people for so long, you know, <laughs> and it still, you know, didn't work right. Um, and this weekend, uh, I've got a huge healing at this class. And um, I'm not really sure how it happened or exactly what the key to it was. But um, part of it, part of the, the stuff, the work that I did had to do with clearing a pair of earrings that I wear, I wear all the time. I never take them out. And they're uh, diamond studs that belong to my mother. And the reason I never take them out is I was afraid, well, if I take them out, I'm going to lay them somewhere and I'm going to lose one, you know? <laughs> um, so I just leave them in my ears. Um, well, so that's in between the throat chakra and the crown chakra, it's, but it's right there in an important energy place. Mm. And of course, a diamond is a stone that magnifies energy. Um, and when I went to clear them, I found my mother was very attached to them. Um, the, the, the piece of information that came up when I doused was, uh, temple guardian. Interesting. Yeah. So that's an interesting metaphor. Um, and so when I started doing the clearing work, um, you know, I found that there was actually an aspect of her soul that was attached to those earrings. I mean, they were definitely important to her when she was alive. Um, so you know, there's that. And, um, so when I, I was able through the process that I learned this weekend to clear her from the earrings and then actually to get a soul fragment of hers to the light. But there was an awful lot of forgiveness work that had to be done. And I had a huge emotional release as part of that. I mean, I literally cried for about 15 minutes, um, deep, deep, deep crying. Um, and, you know, so there were, all the elements were involved in it. Because, you know, the, the earrings as, as being earth element, I mean, they're, they're gemstones. They're part of the mineral um, kingdom. Um, the, uh, the emotional release would, would, would be the fire. 
the mental stuff would be the air. And I would think part of that emotional release would be the passion, you know? The, right. So, yeah. Interesting. I mean, um, I mean, that's why when we do some of the work that we do, you know, our altar is supposed to have crystals and stones to represent the earth, a candle to represent fire. We should have some sort of bowl that has water in it for water. Um, what am I missing? Yeah. Earth. Earth, water. No, you have crystals. Is the crystals? Am I yeah. missing? The fourth Fire one. and water, air. Air. Oh, air is also with the flame. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, it, I mean, it's it's interesting how I don't know what that would look like if we were to do. I mean, usually to clear things, we usually burn them, so that adds in. Um, but if all of the elements are there, then that that kind of gets rid of things. But if you were to think of a spring cleaning in that sense. It's funny, I came home and my sister had been here um, the weekend that we were that we were finishing and she decided she was going to clean. <laughs> oh, cleaned, Lord. She cleaned things that I wouldn't even touch when I moved in here, like the stove. And uh, I was like, wow, okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Thank so you. So how did the energy feel um, when you walked back in? I was just a little bit surprised by some of the things that were had shifted, but I, yeah, I was just, it was, it was a nice change. It just, it, um, I just was a little surprised because I'd done so much prior and there were just, there were some big things that I hadn't done yet, but, um, yeah, so it was kind of cool. So some of the spring cleaning had gotten done for me, <laughs> which is like, wow, Whoa, look at that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And when it comes to t- certainly metaphorical deaths, now I, I did mention um, Saturn, and Saturn will be going back into Scorpio on June 14th until September 17th, and then it'll be gone for 28 years. So we probably won't we won't have that impact again. But I wonder if some of the people that are leaving will either wait until around June 14th, or if it's just still the energy of you know, because we haven't gotten that far into um, Sagittarius yet, because it's only been there, um, yeah, since basically cr- Christmas. So mm-hmm. um, it's you know, it's it's interesting to see how things kind of work, because certainly that has been that's the energy of Scorpio for sure. It's a water energy, but it's all about transformation. Um, and then depending where Pluto is in your chart, which is the other one of transformation. But it's interesting how. Um, you know, well, how we feel about death and dying and how we, um, I mean, we're all, most of us are afraid of death. We're afraid of living. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's an interesting thing. So, and, you know, we work on it and it, I mean, the elements bring in the sacredness. And I think that is often missing in a lot of the things that we do. And we forget how sacred things are, how, how to bring the sacred into our lives. And that is certainly, you know, one of the ways that is recommended by bringing in all of the elements and, and the, then the elements in your body too. Like we can, um, we can balance the elements in your body. We can balance the astrology 
from your mm -hmm. chart and balance it within your body because all of the elements, of course, are also in your body. Um, when you're grounded, you're connected to the earth. You know, the fire is, is in your womb or it's in, it's in that, you know, sexual energy that we have. Obviously, the heart is all about water. It's all about love. And the mind, of course, is your air. So, you know, we can, we can bring it in in all different ways. And it's, it's a fascinating thing to do, but it, it's bringing the sacredness back into our lives, which, you know, a lot of times, and even, you know, even this sleeping your fat away, the whole one of the, there's a big part of it where it talks about, you know, honoring your food and, you know, that's why we eat much, we can eat slower and, you know, don't be doing other things while you're eating. I still, you know, probably will when I'm by myself. But, well, when I'm by myself, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different if someone's here. You don't really need feel the need to, uh, to occupy yourself. But um, yeah, I mean, as long as you can still honor it and bring the sacredness back and bring the sacredness of you know, that that had to end its life to nourish your body. I mean, there's a lot that we kind of take for granted and don't bring awareness into. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Because if we are so afraid of dying and we're, we're not really living, we need to bring the sacredness back so that we can be more conscious and be more aware and allow that to to fuel us and to you know for the things that we do want to let go of you know bringing the sacredness into that as well so that we you know we can let go with an open heart instead of with fear and pain um it's interesting when you talked about you know people do they not want to be touched or you're supposed to ask permission to be touched um you're supposed to wait for them to ask you to touch them okay Interesting. Yeah. That's, that was that. Well, that's his belief system. Yeah. Um, when I put my cat down, um, the clear, I mean, I was touching him the whole time, obviously. Um, and actually his spirit went through me and out through the top of my head. So that was, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't miss that, but it was, um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And I guess that's kind of when people can get lost too, because if the person's soul goes through you, um, it may take a part of you or it could stay or, <laughs> I mean, an animal would never do that. It, right. It doesn't have that, you know. So yeah, I could see where that could be a bit of a, an interesting piece. Exactly. Hmm. This points to ponder. Points to ponder and to think about, just to, you know, again, bringing up the sacredness in in all that we do. I mean, it's 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 just it's it's an important piece. I think it's a piece to to really you know to really become aware of how much um, how much we how much more we can bring into life if we if we honor and respect and um, see the sacredness in everything in life in and and in death and exactly. in spring cleaning and <laughs> you know so it's it's like all of the pieces come together all right you have been listening to news for the heart we're going to go to a break um, we've been getting to the heart of what matters and we'll be right back. hi i'm Lori houston and i have a great show on bmajor.org called news for the heart 
I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts, over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685, and I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's news for the heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. Welcome back. This is News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters. We started off with our trip and some of the insights that came there. Then we talked about death and dying. I thought we would end this with talking about perceptions because that's been coming up a lot. And I think, you know, when you look at death and dying, you know, perceptions there also need to be looked at. But the perceptions I'm talking about are really how, you know, when you're working with people and they, we somehow in our minds and this is where you know the truth becomes such a gray area um we what we think is the truth um is 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 very much um in the in our perceptions i mean it's it's based on our filters it's based on how we see the world and we can get those signals very mixed up whenever there's fear involved. And as soon as we think we have a problem with um, people in our lives, then we um, we definitely like we definitely our perceptions are going to be skewed because fear has been brought up. So if if we're looking, and this isn't just about you know our significant relationships or our intimate relationships, this is really all in all relationships and you know this is really where we're here to grow about is to understand but we can get so caught up in our perceptions and believing them to be true and we can get so caught up in it that we forget that it's not necessarily real like we can we we think we take things personally um we believe you know we believe 
wholeheartedly or wholemindly that this is what's happening to us. And I think, I think the key is whenever you think something's happening to you, <laughs> that, you know, that's the place that you need to start at because that's where you started to take something personally that is really just something that happened. And we can get so caught up in it. So it's, it's an interesting piece that I wanted to bring in. It's not like we haven't talked about it before, but it's what's been showing up in my world a lot where people have perceptions and they, you know, they misread or misunderstand. And when you start to communicate about them, I mean, they go way out. Like it's, it's amazing how things can happen. And I'm certainly not saying that I'm above that. I can certainly get caught up in my own stuff and um, I can, you know, I can perceive things incorrectly or feel threatened or, you know, think, you know, it's, it's our human nature. It's part of what we're doing. But I invite you, you know, where you, where you think you're having problems, whether it be a person or a situation, but whenever there's a situation, there's always people involved. And that's, you know, usually when we feel we have, you know, some sort of challenge that's happening in our life to really look at, you know, what we're perceiving because um, I'm doing a support group with Eric Altman and we've sort of talked about relationships and if you're not, you know, that was one of the things we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about this the next time. But if you're not getting what you want, um, you know, it's, it's about how you feel about yourself. And if you're not in the relationship you want, then there's, there's issues about self-love and self-care and self-confidence um, that you're having, you know, that you're not open to. Um, but when it comes to, you know, our perceptions, I mean, they are really, truly perceptions. They are not truth. And you could have 10 people in a room that will all get a different perception based on their own experiences and their own, um, well, their own emotional uh, experiences that they've that they've gone through will allow them to see an event differently, and they think that it, they think that it's the outside world that is affecting them, that is making them um, self-conscious or um, lacking in confidence or lacking in self-love, uh, but it's really, it comes first inside and then the events outside will reflect what you're feeling inside. So it's interesting. And I think we get so caught up in our perceptions, we can get so anxious. Um, and until you actually openly communicate with someone, you will never know what the other people are thinking. Like you will never know what they're going through that they think about you or anything because they're stuck in their own drama that they're going through. And it's just, it's an interesting cycle that we can get caught up in. Well, everybody does too. Exactly. I mean, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz wrote a whole book on that, you know, the four right. agreements. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard. Like we can get so we can get so adamant that this is what's happening, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's... It, it, More often than not, it's a new illusion. Right. Even when you're almost confident that that's, you know, what's happened. Like, like in a relationship, when somebody breaks up, they don't break up with you. 
I mean, what? do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, we think it's all about us and how, what we may have done differently or how we could have changed things or how, but it's not about us. It, it's not about them. They have to go through their own thing and we have to go through our own, our own thing. So it's, we can share moments with people and we can share a connection with people. But when it comes to, I mean, we're not even open enough with ourselves to admit certain things. So how and can we... I think we... you've really hit the nail on the head there, yeah. Lori. That's the big piece of it. You know, mm-hmm. we, I mean... we aren't open enough to look inside to start that kind of excavation work right. that would help us to be able to see clearly rather than assume, take it personally and all the other stuff. Right. Because we have, because of shame and guilt, you know, mm-hmm. and blame. Shame, guilt, and blame seem to be the, the, the culprits that keep us stuck from not examining and opening ourselves up enough to, to, to be aware of what's going on. And then, and then it just sort of magnifies from there. Like it's, it's an easy, it's an easy process for us to not want to look because we don't want to, we don't want, we want to be responsible for everything that goes on in our lives, but we don't want to, Mm, we don't want to see our shadow. We don't want to think that, you know, we could in some way be responsible for someone else's pain. And, and in that we aren't, but we feel we are. So we, we don't want to look. Exactly. And we get so caught up in these perceptions. We so believe that they are absolutely what's going on that that people would rather just leave the relationship or friendship or job <laughs> than to actually find out what's going on yeah and every time there is some kind of conflict it starts with us like everything yeah, starts you know what, with us. You know what happens when we chicken out and we leave the relationship or we leave the um, the job or we leave the group or the church or whatever it is where we miss an opportunity for healing a piece, a wounded piece of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the biggest, that's the... The biggest piece that we miss is is mm-hmm. this huge opportunity for us to actually to actually heal and shift within ourselves. It's big. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and why would we want to miss any opportunities? You know that that right there should be enough to make us want to engage. And dive deeper rather than run away. Right. I mean, obviously, at some point, the contract's complete. You know, there are some relationships where you have done all the work and there is nothing left for you to gain from staying in the relationship. Right. Uh, You know. And And I also don't want to say that a person should stay in an abusive relationship because they want to make sure they get every little grain of sand out of it 
you know. And you can still learn after the relationship. It's just right. that often what happens is you're so relieved that it's finished or you're so caught up in the dynamics that made it finish that you, you know, you don't actually go back. You don't actually review all of the pieces. Wow, that's not completely true. You do usually review the pieces, but it's usually the pieces um, where you're blaming the other person or right. you're feeling mm. a lot of guilt about. Yeah. And, yeah. and then we're not releasing that guilt. We're just thinking that we were to blame. And, you know, it's kind of a funny cycle, but we, you can still grow once you're out of it. And it would be good to grow from it before you entered into another one. <laughs> I think that might be part of the problem that we have as well. Well, that's why I've been sitting up here on top of my mountain, you know, by myself, mm -hmm. trying to do all that inner work uh, before I get into another relationship. Because I don't want to um, create another uh relationship that I don't want to say that ends in failure because I don't think you ever do fail. No. You know, you always get something out of it, but I want to create one that's happy. Yeah. That's positive. And that um that both people gain lots of higher vibrational consciousness from it. Mm -hmm. Is that a tactful way of saying that? <laughs> no, that was a good way of saying that. Very good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's it. I mean, we need to just give ourselves a break. We're here where we are for a reason. And, you know, we don't have to dwell on anything, mm -hmm. but to, you know, just to look at our perceptions. Because if you're not where you want to be, there's something that is stopping you. And most of the time, it's our own love of self and um, that needs to be looked at and it's yeah. always what's within it's never what's outside right and it's never about the people <laughs> that's outside no. that's bugging you it's it's always us right and that's empowering instead of feeling shame or guilt that's you know that's empowering and I will tell you from experience that when you actually take the time and use the effort to go in there and look at the inner part of it, you'll be amazed at how the other person changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I have a, a, a client that I'm working with right now, and um, she came to me to help her to. Um, she was in an abusive relationship and she came to me for assistance in, um, figuring out how to do, how to extricate herself from the relationship and heal as much of herself as possible and, uh, and benefit from, you know, every little nugget that she could. I mean, she really wanted to commit a hundred percent to healing and learning, but first getting out of the abusive relationship. So we began to clear away her blocks and um, she started standing in her power and um, she did leave the relationship and she went to her local um, support for abused family shelter um, and uh, 
she had a place to stay. She didn't have to stay in the shelter, but she went there and began to get counseling for herself and her children. And, um, she was very firm with her husband, uh, about that, you know, she was done, and she, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this, that, and the other. As she healed herself, this man who for 18 years has refused to get any help for himself, has finally gone into counseling, has committed into counseling. Uh, now, they're not back together yet, but they're moving in a path that if it continues the way it will, it, the two paths will intersect, and they will be back together in a healed relationship. Wow. You know, this is present moment, so we don't know <laughs> where that's going to end up. But he's really trying. Right. And, and she didn't tell him he had to. All she did was work on her. Right. Well, there's a beautiful example of exactly, what you know, and if it continues you. the way, I mean, even now I, I consider her to be one of my success stories, but if it continues the way that it's, it's headed right now, she'll be on the front page of my website as a testimonial. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. This has been a great show. You've been listening to News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters. Um, Jean, we have a live, well, our next show will be right here on although we won't probably hear <laughs> hear it until the friday so after the live show but the next right. show that we do live will be on the fourth and then your live show again give us the information for that okay so it's healthylife.net if you go on to my website jeanadrian.com and click on the radio page um and then on that on and click on live shows you'll get a hyperlink that will take you right to the show Cool. And it will be on the 7th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. And people can call in and get a reading from Lori and a clearing from me. It's 800-555-5453 is the call-in number. Awesome. We would love to hear from you. We would. Okay. So, again, you've been listening to News for the Heart with Jean Adrian and Lori Houston. If you want more information about Jean, go to her website, jeanadrian.com. For myself, intuitivesoul.com. We have a special. You can you can connect with either of us to find out what that is. It's only $75. It's a half hour. We give you, you know, we double team you to allow you to get the best possible healing and uh, move forward in your on your path. You can contact us through our websites or you can get me through my um, 800 number, toll free 800 number. It's 855-444-SOUL. That's 855-444-7685. And we've been getting to the heart of what matters. We will see you in two weeks. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org. 